Episode 1-1, also known as 11. Here we are. Alex, how you going? I think it's episode 12, mate. Is that? Let me, let me check, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, last week was episode 11, so it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. I was wow. thinking, mate, why don't you uh, tell our listeners that joke you made up for the intro? Which one? The, uh, well, I don't want to give it away. The one you told me. Oh, the, that I did for my talent show? <laughs> yeah, I think so. For our talent show that we did at Christmas, because my family's so extra. Yeah, we had we did a talent show, and I did a, a, a bit of stand-up, and I uh, performed a song as well. All right, yeah. Go on. Put, put me on the spot here, but it is good. All right. What is... I'll pretend I don't know it. Okay. <laughs> what is a Mexican's... No, sorry. Where is a Mexican's favourite place to live in Australia? Like, which which city and which state in Australia is a Mexican's place favourite? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> which... State and city in Australia is a Mexican's favourite place to live. There we go. Um, it's it's a bit controversial, this one, isn't it? A bit racist. Yeah, it depends how you look at it. <laughs> I, would, I would say, let's go Perth, because it's near a desert. No, it's not Perth, WA. It's Adelaide, SA. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. <sighs> I think it's great. Horrible. Um, yeah, apologies to any Mexican listeners out there who might be offended. <laughs> I uh, enjoy your cuisine very much. <laughs> Thank you for the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Play the Stiggy Stig. All right, Alex, NBA, bit to get through today. Lots happened, as usual, big week of basketball. Talk us through it, mate. Yeah, so last week on episode 11, the initial episode 11, (laughs) (laughs) we had Jar back with a bang, and we had some fucking killer segues, if I do say so myself. But uh, this week, we got Jar out with a bang. (laughs) Out for the season with a bang. Out for a season, yeah. I feel like injuries were a hot topic this week. Some of the young young guns, <laughs> pun intended. Um, Jar, he was here one minute and then he was gone. And we got a taste of what the Grizzlies could be like with him. But now it's back to shit Grizzlies again. So he's out. He's got a labral tear. He's had surgery and he's expected to be fit for the start of next season. So somewhat of an anticlimax, you might say. Yeah, absolutely devastating news for the Grizzlies. Really looking like they were turning their season around. Um, and it's not just, I mean, Jar's obviously a massive injury, but now they're picking up injuries to lots of players in their squad. So they've they've really gone from, like, coming back again, showing us what they can do to, yeah, losing, what, four of their five starters. Yeah, I mean, how competitive do you think they can be without Jar? Like, obviously, they've still got Smart, they've still got Bane, Triple J, um, but 
yeah, there's not a whole lot of firepower other than those three. And I mean, Marcus Smart doesn't add too much firepower on the attacking end anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his last couple of games offensively, he has been good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one because at the start of the year, you, we knew that Jar wasn't going to play a lot of games, but you still, or I thought Grizzlies were still going to do well. On paper, that's still a very good team. Yeah. Um, so you, you'd think that they can perform, but they, they haven't. Um, they had a little run when Jar came back, and even when he missed a couple of games, it felt like they kept that momentum up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just too many ins and outs happening. I think it's just going to interrupt their season again, and I, I don't see them coming back again after this yeah it does give an opportunity to see some of these other players that they have because I think they've probably got some very decent players that you don't get to see a whole lot of when all the big guns are in um I saw they waved Biombo, which was a bit weird like he was starting a lot of games earlier in the season and all of a sudden he's waved surely something's happened behind closed doors though yeah and he was doing well too like he was I think he did a solid job um, as a replacement for for Adams, you know, yeah. he's not putting up points at all. But defensively, I thought he he was pretty solid. So yeah, that is a strange one. I'm yeah, sure. I, don't know. I don't know when Brandon Clark's due back, but maybe he's not too far away, and that's the thinking behind it. Or yeah, maybe something did happen behind closed doors, and they thought it best just move him on than to keep him around. Mm. Yeah. No. But, yeah. Interesting call. Sucks for the the Grizz. Um, I think their their season will be somewhat of a dud this year with this in mind. Um, but yeah, they're an exciting team when they've got the whole bunch, the whole gang available. But yeah, we'll see love how they Des- go. Love Desmond Bain, so I'll still be watching them for him. I love the way he plays. So he biggest biceps in the league, surely. Absolute guns on him. And the <laughs> shortest neck. I don't think he's got a neck. He, he doesn't. He's all. All, all traps. Yeah, I think we've mentioned that before. He's a little cannonball. He's, <laughs> yes. he, he's got hops, though, too. Yeah, no, he can get up there. Uh, he just looks funny for someone who's like probably 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, <laughs> yeah, he looks like a midget 6'5". <laughs> yeah, so hench. <laughs> um, but the other big injury, um, which, yeah, we can get into, was Halliburton. Um you and I were both watching this, I think, because you you said, "Oh, did you see him? <laughs> he got carried off, mate." He, yeah, because we had a bet on at that time, and I think we saw the injury, and we were hopeful that he was gonna just <laughs> go to the rooms, get a bit of a rub, and come back on, and then cut to the scene of him getting absolutely like treated like a fetus <laughs> i can't remember who was carrying him it was the, a johnson the guy that used to be at nets yeah and that's he's been it. a few places big lad joe but, johnson isn't it yeah but literally it, yeah, it carrying wasn't him. traditional was it it wasn't like they bought a stretcher out <laughs> nah carried him like a baby and he had a towel on his face <laughs> yeah. and he's but he's like it wasn't like he was active as well. Like his arms were limp. It was like he was dead. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think I turned off just after he got, just before he got carried off. And I said, oh, he might come back out. And you said, mate, did you see him get carried off? And then I went back, rewound it. and was like, he ain't coming back out. He's not. They were fucking going straight to the cemetery. Although stranger things have happened. Have you seen when Paul Pierce got wheelchaired out and then came nah. back on? <laughs> Nah. You'll have to find that video. It's fucking good fun. He got wheelchaired off 
was injured and then come back out, erupted from the tunnel five minutes later and had a really good end to the game. That's bizarre. I've got to say that. I've never seen that. Um, But yeah, the the interesting thing about it all was, yeah, we were, I was watching when I did see the replay, I was like, shit, he's done something really bad, like an Achilles or, you know, Mm. a ligament in his knee, something uh, quite serious. And then it's come out that he's got a grade one hamstring tear and he'll miss he'll be reevaluating in two weeks but like that's i mean you and i have probably had grade one hamstring tears we're both Mate, quick i've i've played sport for the last five years with grade one hammy tear <laughs> it's a constant grade one for me i just i'm that old now but yeah uh, it was um it to be fair it didn't look great like it looked like it was serious the way he sort of extended his leg he did the splits like it looked like mm, it was he, a bit of a mario kart banana peel wasn't it yeah and obviously with the carry on it did look like there was something serious there but yeah he's going to miss maybe 2 weeks and paces are going to be flying again no he, issue he just wanted big was it joe johnson yeah, maybe he just wanted a big cuddle. They tell him <laughs> Big Joe they, Johnson they identify him. <laughs> a lot of players say that he's like one of the best teammates ever. Like looks after the players really well. So Well they signed just... him after the Yanis ball incident. Yeah, like in yeah, the yeah. in the tunnel and that because I think he's got a, a background in like martial arts or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, even if he didn't, he just looks intimidating. I would not <laughs> fuck with him. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, he's meant to be. Yeah, one of the one of the better teammates out there, and um, I think I think Hallie just needed a hug from Big Joe. Yeah, maybe that's it. We'll have to get him on and see if he'll come on and explain his actions to us. The the assist man needed an assist off the court. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that was the two big injuries this week, um, and there, that's. I don't think there was any other significant injuries that I'm aware of. Um, no. But there was two things I wanted to discuss, and it's two different teams, and both very frustrating in their own right. And the first of which is the Utah Jazz. Mm. Um, I think they're on a five-game win streak, and they've beaten some really good teams on that win streak. They beat Nuggets. They beat. Um, Bucks, uh, a couple of others, and they just, yeah, I think they beat Philly, maybe? I can't remember, I should have done my research in that, but they, yeah, coming on the back of a five-game win streak, playing some really good basketball, all of a sudden look like they give a shit. So, mm. my question is, why don't they play like this all the time? Yeah, I don't know. Um, they had a real rough start to the season, um, and it really looked like, to be fair, at times it looked like they were tanking, hey. But that's what I mean. And I think they are somewhere between tanking and actually being good, but why can't they just accept that they're actually good and yeah, just roll know. with it? They've got some really good players on their list. I think, to me, having looked at their season and the the output of Markinen, I think, has been the biggest difference. I think at the start of the year, Markinen wasn't fully fit. Yeah. Um and you've seen now on their winning streak, he's come back and he's playing full minutes again. And I, I think he's a difference maker. Yeah. And I think he's a big reason in general why they're like, I think when they made all those trades and they got rid of Donovan Mitchell, they got rid of Bogdanovich, they got rid of Gobert. They were planning on just being like in a full tank mode for two or three seasons, get draft picks, load up and just go again. 
rebuild sort of thing. And I think mm-hmm. Laurie Markinen coming in and just being an absolute hidden gem has mm. sort of changed how that's happened. Like they've all of a sudden sort of last year, they were top of the West after all that for a bit. And you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? They're, they're mm-hmm. supposed to be shit now. Markinen starts playing like prime Michael Jordan. Um mm. And yeah, I don't know if that's the main reason, but I just hate it because they're good. Like they play with these lineups and they're good, but then all of a sudden, in a couple of games time, you'll see all their players are out, and you're like, it's just resting. Yeah, it's it is just strange. bollocks. Like I don't get it because I don't know. I don't know whether it's uh, because they got so many young players, maybe like a conditioning type thing where they need more rest, you know, to acclimatize them to the league. Yeah, but yeah that is an astute observation i've noticed that they go on these stretches where they just pull a lot of their players out like it is like they're disguised in a tank but you're like you don't have to because really if they pl- are they're doing fucking shit at tanking because they're nearly 500 percent now that's what i mean they're they're really good they can beat anyone on their day they've literally shown that in the last five games and i think it's frustrating for us neutrals who are like i i quite like watching them when they I give love a shit watching them, yeah. um they're clearly quite a passionate sort of basketball town. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's silly because I think realistically they're one or two players away from making a good run at playoffs. They need a, they need to have a big crack at like a point guard. I think that's yep. what they're missing is a, is a really good point guard. Yeah, I agree. They're playing that George, I think, who's a rookie, who's doing all right for a rookie, but... And that Chris Dunn, I think, starts, but yeah, Keontae George comes off the bench. And I think Jordan Clarkson's best off the bench. They've experimented him starting, and I don't think it's um, as, yeah, good for their team as he is as coming off the bench. But think, like, I was thinking the other day, because I obviously watch Portland, I'm generally a Trailblazers fan. If you took Jeremy Grant and... Malcolm Brogdon from Blazers and put them in Utah's team. Say Brogdon starts, Jeremy Grant goes small forward, Markinen plays power forward or vice versa. Collins maybe goes to Portland, get rid of him. It's not the optimum place for him right now. Mm. How good would they be? That's like all of a sudden they've got a really good lineup. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I, I think a um, proven point guard makes them a very, very solid team. Yeah, and like Sexton has done well in that position now, but they've sort of experimented with him at shooting guard, and he's playing really well, like more of a f- free option like that. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's fun to watch Sexton because he literally just runs around like a headless chicken. Yeah, 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 and like, he, he attacks the rim. He I, does I like players that that go for it, and um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if Jazz make a play this transfer window. If not, I think they'll have a big crack next season because. They've got all the tools. They just need, yeah, a couple, couple, few more proven players, and I think they can have a real crack. Yeah. I mean, this is the frustrating thing about it is you could tank, you can choose to tank, but in a few years you might then want to have a run at it, and you might not be good. You might end up like building a team that isn't as good as you think it's going to be, mm. and you can't make playoffs, so why not try and win now when your team that yeah. you have is showing that they can win games? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, but that was my piece on the Jazz. I found that them an extremely frustrating team at times, but can be brilliant. So, yeah, an interesting one. And Nets was my other one. Obviously, you clo- close to your heart, the Nets. Um, 
we've both spoken about this like off off the air um they yeah clearly need to make some changes and i wanted to discuss with you where you'd make those changes um and yeah who would you bring in who would you get rid of because it's clearly not working as it is yeah it's it's been hard for me because as a supporter you look at all those players individually and you think fuck they all do a real good job like they're all individually really good players and yeah. like i like what all of them provide but it just isn't working as a unit they haven't been able to you know be cohesive uh and it's i thought it's going to take time you know but it's been it's been a good season now and it's just not working there're too many too many of the same players i think yeah too many too many shooters and you know if if you're shooting well then yeah you you're going to put up 120 130 points and yeah potentially win but when we're not shooting well we don't have the defense either to close out other teams and it's, they just get over the top of us. Yeah. You you can't, you can't rely on your shooting. I don't think. And and, uh, Nets has been a a perfect example of that. Yeah. I feel like you need a a guy on your team and in basketball teams in general, it seems to be the case where you need a guy that takes the game by the scruff of the neck. We need, you know what? You know what the frustrating thing is? We do have that player. He's just been out for ages with a phantom injury it seems oh ben, ben simmons. simmons you think he can grab the game by the scruff of the neck in crunch time oh no 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 no. oh sorry not not in that regard but someone that can control the game with ball in his hand yeah you know and isn't isn't looking to shoot is looking to to create we yeah. don't have we don't have players that can create we've got dinwiddie who who can but doesn't want to he wants to be a shooter mm. He's a frustrating player, Dinwiddie, because sometimes he can put up eight, nine assists a game, and then other times he's going, I'm just going to be shooting threes and yeah. hit him. Yeah. Like you said, I think the balance of the team and the players that you have and the similarities within that team are probably the issue. Because, as you said, individually, they're all very good players and they could improve other teams that they go to. But Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think it's, all, it's not clicking. All start. No, nah, it's, it's not like I'm thinking of players who who might be available and obviously Levine is is one that comes to mind um cuz I don't think there's too many superstars and whether you consider Levine a superstar or not he's shown that he can be that guy at times he's clearly not one to shy away from from the moment the big moment in a game would he improve your team if you could get him it yeah, I I think so. I think Levine can improve any team. Like you don't say no to Levine, but honestly, I don't think he's the player we need. Yeah. So who who makes you better? Like who would you go for if you're the GM? Do I fucking pick anyone in the league? <laughs> yeah. Like obviously you've <laughs> got to give things up. I don't know. I think <laughs> there's lots of talk around. Donovan Mitchell, mm. yeah, potentially Donovan. moving on. He's probably someone I'd make a massive play at. Yeah, he is. He's a great hybrid player. He can obviously he's shown that he can score well, but he's creative too, and he's he's a good he's a good one on one defender as well. And that's that's what we need. We need someone who can 
do it on the offense and defense a bit better. We don't have too many two-way players, I, I, I don't think. So, yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd be going for, like, a player like a Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't think he's I'd untouchable. Hey? I don't think Donovan's untouchable. Like, I don't think that's a crazy, unrealistic thing. But you'd nah, obviously have not. to give up a bit. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens at Celtics. Um, you know, if they win a pre- uh, win the championship this year, who they offload because, you know, you could potentially poach like a Drew Holiday or yeah. or maybe a Brown, you know, after they win something. that Drew would be an, an amazing player for us, I think. But he kind of he kind of is like what you already have. Like you've got these like Bridges is kind of good at defending, and I don't know. Like I feel like you need a guy that's actually going to be the cog in your offense, like the main guy. I feel like Bridges can be if there's more facilitators around him. I don't know. He looked good last year, the end of last season, but this year he's just looked far more inconsistent. Um, yeah, I agree, but I think, yeah, I think that's just form. I think he can be the main guy, mm. and I yeah, think fair. if you put some players like a Drew Holiday, even like a Brogdon, like around him, yeah, who are pass first type operators, like I think that's that'll make our offense better because we have proven scorers. We've got Bridges, we've got Cam Johnson, who's a great shooter. We've got um, Thomas, who comes off the bench. He's a bucket. Like, yeah. We just need, we need players that can facilitate and that can defend as well. Yeah, and I suppose that's what every team needs. So it's not, not a super easy ask or easy task to get those players. But yeah, yeah you are right. Um, I just all these forwards that you have: Finney Smith, Royce O'Neill. I mean, Claxton mm. can play power forward. Cam Johnson, Bridges can play small forward. Like they're just too many of the same type of player. Yeah. And they're valuable, those players. So you could definitely get something for them yeah, to the right team. Um, 100%. Any of these players go to another team, they're, they're going to start, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. But yeah, that's the Nets. And it's, it's obviously frustrating mm. to see them. Because I think they've got so much talent and so many picks and stuff where they could exchange some of this for, for other players and talent. So I think they need to be busy and make some moves if they want to have a crack at the second half of the season. I agree. Um, it's been frustrating as a supporter, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's move on. I want to stop talking about them. <laughs> Moving on from <laughs> disappointment. Uh, did you see Dame today, by the way? Dame time? Dame he's, time, it, baby. He's, he's back. back. It was great <laughs> to see. I feel like he's not really gotten started at Bucks. He's, he's had sort of fits and starts since he's gone there, but... Um, yeah, that was great to see him have his daytime moment for the first time in, in Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I really hope this is the start of him taking it to the next level now. Like, that really gets his confidence up, and he's like, yeah, I'm Dame Lillard. Mm. It was interesting. Obviously, we, we had vested interest in that we had Yanis for two points in, in OT, and he didn't hit a shot. But he kind of, yeah, played second fiddle to Dame and he really let Dame run the show. So he Dame's did. clearly still got a lot of respect from his teammates in those those big moments. So um, hopefully it does spur him on. Mate, Dame's an elite player. He's a future Hall of Famer, no doubt. So it's just good to see 
the best players like show what they can do like watching that you're just like what a freak how does how does he do that yeah. pull up from like 30 feet hit a three-pointer on the buzzer like hey, unreal. on the run just like random horrible shot really to have to take uh but splashed it yeah the unreal. difficulty of that as well and just yeah splash yeah um and all right I, what we got next well, I spoke about disappointment in terms of Jazz and Nets, but I wanted to speak about the Chicago Bulls and not really the basketball side of things too much. Um, they had a, a Ring of Honor ceremony, it was called, on, I think it was Saturday night or maybe Friday night in America. I can't remember which one. But they had a lot of ex-players who were there in sort of those Jordan years and they were at one point honouring former GM Jerry Krause who you do see in The the Last Dance. Um, we watched that together actually, didn't we? The Last Dance yeah. um, on Netflix, Dance which dance, is obviously... <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, so they had these players there and they were honouring each of them and and uh, it, Jerry Krause is no longer alive, um, bless him, the old boy. But his wife was there and she was sort of accepting this honour on his behalf. Uh, and when they called his name out, all the fans were booing. This was in Chicago. Um, mm. And obviously he's quite a controversial figure in The Last Dance. He gets talked about as sort of being the one who broke the Jordan team up and signify the end of that era so i'm guessing that's what it is on the back of but place and time isn't it like i feel like he probably put that list together and they probably wouldn't have won everything and had those glory days without him and i think some of what he said has been taken out of context in the documentary and stuff like that quotes have been altered and edited so i don't think he was actually as bad a guy as they made him out to be but bloody awful seeing his i think yeah his late wife um, is yeah accepting this award and she's crying as it they're sort of booing him like such a horrible moment to witness. Sorry, sorry to interject. He's it's not his late. I was wife, yeah, mate. I was wondering if it's his. <laughs> is, it's her late husband, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying she was late to the ceremony. <laughs> Maybe that's that why was, they were she was upset. <laughs> No, this is no time to joke. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Shit moment. I didn't like that. And I, I know the Chicago commentator was really disappointed with the, the crowd in the arena on the night. So um, up your game, you Bulls fans. Yeah, no, that's, that's shit. Bit of respect, guys. Bit of respect. Yep, 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 yep. Anything, uh, anything you wanted to bring up, mate, or...? Nah, I've seen though that you've added something else onto the agenda that I find quite interesting I did not know about. So talk us through uh, Murray and Siakam looking set to leave, mate. Yeah, apparently, uh, yeah, both players are, are very close to exiting their respective teams with Murray. Are we talking about Jamal? Deontay Murray. Um, oh, Dejonte. Deontay at... Uh, Atlanta Hawks and Siakam of the Raptors. I think the Siakam one's a bit more obvious because obviously they've made some trades recently and I think he's probably the odd one out on that team at the moment. Um, And I think he's close to being a free agent. I heard that he was close to joining the Kings, which would have been real interesting. But he said he wouldn't re-sign after his free agency with them. So I think they were like, well, 
we're not we don't want you for six months sort of thing um mm. but yeah pacers lots of talk of them going to pacers uh i think lakers have been floated lakers seem to be linked with everyone yeah but yeah i think he won't be here be at be here fucking hell be at the Raptors he probably won't be here much he at all honestly he definitely won't be here um, done that, no. <laughs> but I don't think he'll be with the Raptors come the end of the trade deadline so yeah watch yeah, this right. space with him mate that's my big scoop I think that could potentially be really good for Raptors like um, end of an era uh, yeah RJ's coming in and, and putting up Lots of points, so I, I don't think they really need another Siakam, and I think he's valuable as well. So they could yeah. get a lot for him as well. So good yeah. on your Raptors. I don't know where he'd go. It would be really interesting. I think Pacers would be quite a nice fit for him. I could see him there. I'll take him at the old Nets. Would you? So he's another forward, like, but he yeah. probably is a bit more but like give me the ball in those moments. Um, yeah, he's just a good, talented player. I'd take him anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. Um, I don't know where else I could see him, but I, I don't think we'll see him in the Raptors jersey come the end of the trade deadline. Yeah. And the other one is Deontay Murray, who, yeah, it looks like that experiment with him at the Hawks next to Trey Young in the backcourt has sort of oh, ended. Right. Yeah, they seem to have, well, they seem to be ready to move on. Lots of places linking him to Lakers who like I said before seem to be linked with fucking everyone so it's no surprise yeah. but yeah I don't know I I thought that was going to be really successful with him next to Trey Young so did I it's been disappointing actually because I've I've always had a soft spot for the Hawks I like the way they they play yeah especially with Trey there like they're very attacking very fast paced but yeah like you said experiments just not worked it's talk of him going back to San Antonio Spurs Oh, that would be... For real cut price as well. Imagine they just fleeced the Hawks to, to get rid of him and then they get him back for real cheap. Yeah, that would be interesting. That could that could work for an up-and-coming team. Yeah, they don't have a, a solid... like I like Trey Jones, who plays as mm. point guard, but he seems to be coming off the bench and they're experimenting with a bunch of other players. So he would fit right back in. I'd take DeJounte at the Nets. Yeah, so you think he would improve them? Like he'd be uh, an improvement on what you got? At this point, I'd fucking take anyone, apparently. <laughs> who, who would you give for him, though? Uh, well, who would the Hawks need? I'd give like a like a Royce or maybe a Cam Johnson or something like that. Yeah, Cam Johnson. I could see him next to Trey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Maybe, I'd, uh, t- I'd take him because he, he can put up points, but he's... He's a facilitator too. He, he's yeah. a he's a dish first operator, and I like them. He can do a bit of everything, Deontay, yeah. and that's why it's been disappointing seeing his output at Hawks. Because well, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a player showing that you know when he's the main man, he's like a triple double every other game type operator. So I think Trey's quite hard to play next to. To be honest, oh, I think he's yeah. super ball heavy and. It's got to be in his hands come those big moments, whereas Deontay probably needs a bit more of the ball than than I thought he did as well. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're building a team around Trey, you need you need just shooters, really. Yeah. Perimeter shooters because he's going to carry the ball. And Which, yeah, he... Huerta used to look good next to him. Huerta um, looked great. Well, that's why Bogdanovich looks so good as well. He's yeah. catch and shoot, you know. Maybe he could come into the starting lineup. He's, re- he's potentially... Fit- 
uh, sixth man of the year for me. He's been really good. Mm. I'd love to see him in the three-point contest. He's... I'll take him at the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> get, get on the phone, Hawks. Get something sorted out. Um, but last thing for, for the NBA for me this week, and it is uh, to do with, obviously, we got the league pass, so we get to see a lot of like the halftime shows and quarter-time shows and that. Um, when ESPN doesn't show that sort of thing, you can see all that. Yeah, and I saw I was watching. Um, I think it was the Orlando Magic a couple of weeks ago, and other people. I think he does all this, the the uh, teams halftime shows at some point throughout the year. It's a bloke called Simon Says, <laughs> and it, he plays the game. Simon Says, you all know it. You've you've played it in kindergarten, and some of you are still that immature. You probably still play it, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, if, if anyone asks me anything, if there's no Simon Says, I don't do it. I'm committed to the game. Yeah, I know that's true. I fucking ask you to do this. It doesn't matter what you fucking put before <laughs> before the statement. It ain't happening. Um, but this bloke, he gets all these, he gets the blokes on one side and the women on the other generally. And it's like, he's in the half court. And he just does the classic Simon Says stuff, but he tricks everyone, and it's fucking really fun to watch. So give it a Google, Simon Says, which is spelled S-E-Z, um, probably due to copyright or something. But it's right. it's fucking funny. Um, good, good to see the inner child coming out there, mate. Yeah, that's it. Well, I, I wanted to bring it up because I know you're a fucking child, so... <laughs> Um, but you would get done by him first one, I reckon. <laughs> it's elite, though. It's fucking funny. I saw him at Magic, and then a couple of weeks later, I saw him at Thunder, and I got all me, me like partner and me housemate to come and watch it on the telly. Fuck and uh, we all had a good old giggle yeah, at it. A simple man sometimes, and I love that about you, to be fair. Yeah, no, I am. Um, that's a bit of a cry of help if anyone's listed. <laughs> <laughs> offer some assistance <sighs> and no one's listening mate so no one's helping you anyway get, get get joe johnson to carry on out here hit that sting <laughs> simon says hit that sting <laughs> uh all right oh creation word of the week so uh, last week, mate, we we did the quiz to to see if this segment is worth continuing, and you you got just over fifty percent, which was <laughs> we enough narrowly to, kept it in. Somehow. Which is enough to convince me that we'll keep this going. But I need you to make more of an effort now to 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 remember these words and, and add them to your Croatian vocabulary. All got right? it. Yes, I've been revising this week. Right, so I've picked one for you that I think you should, um, or you won't get it, but you will at least I think you'll remember it. I think it'll be something that you'll memorable. You'll, you'll be able to call upon straight away. Got it. All right. So this week's Croatian word of the week is nogomet. Nogomet. Yeah. Do you remember that player who's played for Liverpool, David Ngog? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of his name. Ngogomet. Nogomet. Yeah, no, um, nice, good, good stuff. Yeah, what's what's the word mean? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Hey, David and Go's got a is very uh, connected with the word actually. Okay, uh, 
striker. Incorrect. Forward. Incorrect. Goals. Incorrect, but you are very close. Can I have a clue? You, you're, you're in the vicinity. In the vicinity or vicinity? Vicinity. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about it in a moment and um, all those words you said are directly related. Oh, football. I only needed a little push in the right direction. That's all you need from me. Nogomet football. Nogomet is football. Yeah, well, noge or nogo, noge is leg. And nogomet is like the action of like using your leg. Like kicking. kicking. Yeah, I guess if to translate it, yeah. Leg ball. It's like uh, rukamet is handball. All right, mate. Fucking ruka, steady on, mate. Ruka's hand. There's another word for One you. Word for free. Week, yeah? One yeah. word a week. Yeah. One word a week. Leave the <laughs> listeners on a cliff edge. Don't give them all away. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when we do next week, so I'm gonna ask you what that means again, mate, and you got to make sure it's in your head. Yeah, and I'd just say like Carmen's no good at nogomet. You can't, cause it's a <laughs> lie. Um. All right. Well, good segue. What are we talking about next, mate? We're talking about Nogomet in... Nogomet in uh, Premier League. There we go. Bang. Play that shit. In England. (laughs) (laughs) Weird one this week, mate. Weird one because we had uh, half a round. Half around, yeah. Yeah, there was like, let me count, one, two, three, four, five results from this week's round. Yeah, right. Is that because of the Asian Cup and African Cup of Nations? Probably, hey. If that's what you think, mate, let's go with that because I have no idea what the reason behind it is. But There's been, the a, lot rest- of, been a lot of FA Cup as well and League Cup games too, I think. Yeah, there was the semi-finals of the league cup midweek but as i said last week mate, this is the epl only show um and yeah the ones <laughs> i'll recap the ones we uh we uh talked about or will talk about and it's so these are all the results burnley drew with luton one all nice chelsea Standard. beat fulham one nil yeah everton drew with villa nil nil boring a good uh, result for Everton, but... Very good result for Everton, uh, agreed. Um, the Probably the most exciting game is Newcastle v City, which City took out 3-2 winners. Good yeah, win right. for City, keeps them, sort of keeps their mojo going. And it featured the return of Kevin De Bruyne, which we will get into. And the final game, which was this morning, I watched Man U drew with Tottenham 2 all. That's an unbelievable um, result for me. No fun for Big Ange going up to Manchester this time. No. Um, but yeah, that was it. So quite a short round, really. But it will continue this week with the remaining games to be played across this weekend. But for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, Kevin De Bruyne back. He got a goal and an assist in his return. And how big is his return for Man City? 
How big's his fucking hairstyle at the moment? His hair's yeah. so long. He's gone full fuckboy with it, hasn't he? It's a new look. I like it. I think he looks sexy as. You know, I reckon he didn't have a hamstring chain. I reckon he's on the next season of Love Island or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potentially. This week Kev- in the villa. Kevin is such a fuckboy name as well, isn't it? <laughs> Kevin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could either be a fuckboy or you're home alone. He looks like a mixture of, um, what's his name? Ed Sheeran and Rupert Grint. Hey. Which one's Rupert Grint? Fucking uh, Ron Weasley. Oh, yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. Ed Sheeran and (laughs) Rupert Grint. He's a funny looking dude, but the bloke can play. He can play football. He, um, and there'll be no one happier to see his return than Erling Haaland because they have this fucking weird connection. Um, mm. telepathic twins they both look like robots at times so maybe that's what it and is and they all look very similar with their hair yeah do they? well Haaland's got hell long hair but he ties it up yeah true um, but yeah he he could be instrumental for them sort of moving back up the table and that's a good segue because I'm going to go into the table now man. what we got Liverpool even without playing this week are still top Unreal. Catch us. Catch again, us. Again, give them the title. Just hand it over early. Um, they're on 45 in top. City second now, 43. They've gone from nowhere to be seen to right back in the hunt. Two points adrift of you guys. Don't know when you were mm-hmm. set to play, but that'll be a good game. Villa third yeah. dropped two points against Everton, which, again, great result for Everton. They're third in 43 points, so they're the same as City, but they've played one game more. Yeah. Uh, Villa, that's third. And then Arsenal fourth, uh, 40 points. Again, dropped off. Tottenham, also 40 points, but they've played one more game than Arsenal. Yeah. The bottom three, not much change. Uh, Sheffield United on nine, Burnley 12, Luton 16. So, yeah, actually, Burnley, Luton, was it, did I say? Did they play mm. earlier? Yeah, so that yeah, draw was drew. quite big. Um, so who's fourth bottom? What are they on? Fourth bottom, you've got Everton on 17, and Luton on oh, 16, God. which is third bottom. So, yeah, Luton would have jumped ahead of them if they'd have won that game. And Burnley needed to really pick up a win to stay in touch and distance of Luton. They're four points adrift, but yeah, that would have made it very interesting. Yeah, right. Sheffield United look like they could be down. I think. I think so. There ain't much saving them, is there? No, I think you call that. Still definitely a chance for Burnley and and Luton, though. Yeah. Um, And I I wanted to just see the stats, because it's about midway through the year. Um... Who reckons leading goal scorer for the league? Oh, I know. Um, what's his name's up there? We spoke about him. Oh uh, yeah, old, what's his name? Good striker. Old Liverpool boy. Um, Solanke, he's up there, isn't he? Solanke is third. Yeah, he's got twelve. Salah's, Salah's up there. He's got like 11 or 12, doesn't he? Salah's got 14. He's joint top with who else, mate? It's not Haaland, is it? It is. Haaland oh, it is. is oh, top okay. with Salah, both on 14. Solanke yeah. 12 is, is unreal in a mm. in a lower league table. 
uh, lower league table, lower league team. Son Jung Min is on 12. Obviously, he won't be added to that for the next few weeks while he's yeah. away. And then Jared Bowen, fifth, 11 yeah. goals scored. Yeah, he's flying for West Ham. Yeah, I wonder if anyone would pick him up or whether he's untouchable. I'll take him at the nets, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he can play point guard. <laughs> he's more durable than Simmons. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Imagine that, oh, fucking God. yeah! You just randomly buy him. We'll give you That'd a Royce O'Neal. <laughs> That'd be fun on a, an episode if we did like which players you'd take into the AFL from NBA or like into EPL, vice versa. We should do something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they think they're getting Wayne Bridge, but it's Michael Bridges, Mikael Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, and yeah, assists. Who's top of the assists, mate? I'll give you a clue. He featured in the last Yeah, list. Salah. Salah is joined yeah. top with eight. So it's, no, I knew that. Salah's on for a trip dub, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ollie Watkins on eight assists. Kieran Trippier, seven assists. Pedro Neto, Alexander seven Arnold's assists. in the top five, isn't he? He is not. Pedro oh. Porro, seven assists as well. He and must then have fallen out. Yellow cards, Bruno Guimarães. Ninth. Oh, yeah. He's leading, From... leading the race. Fucking hell. That's the one I care about. You know that I'm passionate about my yellow cards. Mate, so. you don't even play Premier League and you're in the top five. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> feature. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but the other things, uh, transfers. It's not been super busy so far. Um, Sancho's gone to Dortmund on loan, which... Oh, mate, mate. I'll stop you there. i got to read something <laughs> that I found online about the Sancho trade uh transfer he's just yeah it's just on loan isn't it mm. so he's gone back to Borussia Dortmund where we got him from a couple of years yeah. ago for a lot of money and it's obviously not worked out so I read this post that this random page put on <laughs> Facebook it's pretty much the story of Jaden Sancho Jaden Sancho has really been playing 5d chess all the way along he publicly called out Ten Hag for lying about him Refused to apologise to Ten Hag and got exiled from the first team. Avoided all the humiliations Manchester United had to go through this season. <laughs> Meanwhile, Manchester United had to literally pay Sancho 350000 every week just for him to FIFA and chill every day in his home. <laughs> the last time when Jadon Sancho played a full game for Manchester United was almost eight months ago. Was it? Yeah. Sancho's... Sancho has earned around $7.5 million from his wages so far from playing roughly 76 minutes of football this season. Shit. And now Sancho is back at the club where he played the best football of his career. He will be playing the UCL or Champions League knockouts this season while Manchester United are completely knocked out of Europe. What a masterclass from Sancho. Wait, is he available to play in the Champions League even though he played in the group stages for United? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I believe so. I'm assuming from that. Or did he not? Maybe he didn't play. Yeah, that's bizarre. But what, what anticlimax he's been at, at Man U as well? Paid yeah, a lot what, of money. Chased him for a couple of summers. Well, that's what I was gonna him. say. Yeah, he's wanted him for so long as well. And he's just been, yeah, he's never quite got going. Don't think he really fits in with the style of football we play. We're very much a counter-attacking team, and he likes to dribble at players and have the ball at his feet. And not really an in-behind runner. Um, so, mm. disappointing. I'm obviously a Man U fan, so 
just another one to add to the scrap heap of players that we paid good money for and we'll probably let go for barely anything or on a free. Um, yeah. So no surprises there. Um, the, the other shock one was Eric Dyer to Bayern Munich joining up <laughs> with Harry Kane. Yeah. Surely Kano has been in the gaffers here. Yeah, surely. <laughs> I've got this really decent player. Really decent. Yeah, he's quality. Bring him in. Um, we could ask Harry about it if he comes on yeah, the when, again. When he comes, we'll talk how he fucking conned the, the Bayern transfer bloke to get him in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Dyer plays much. Maybe he's a depth player, but yeah, it is a strange one. Yeah, I don't think he was really uh, playing a whole lot for Spurs. So, yeah, probably mm. a decent little move for him. His agent must be earning double. Yeah, fucking Sorting that out. Maybe his agent is Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> and the other one, which uh, I guess is another reason why Dyer has gone, was Radu Dragishin. Which, oh, yeah. if you're just tuning in now, this is not Croatian worthy. <laughs> He's a centre-back who's just joined Tottenham um, for $27 million from Genoa in Italy. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing that's why Dyer's gone. He, was he probably... came on, came on, didn't he, last night? He did, yeah. He came on uh, against United. Not for long, though. Highly rated, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about the old boy, but probably a solid signing. $27 mm. mil isn't bad in today's market, is it? Yeah, that's a uh, bargain. Good uh Good buy in there from Ange. Hopefully it pays off. Yeah. Do you think he has much say in transfers? Do you think coaches have much say? Because obviously in, in NBA, like trades are all done by the GMs and that. But um, do you think managers oh. have much of a say? I think managers would probably give a list of players they want. Or, yeah. or maybe the owners are like, this. these are the players we want to bring in. Uh, which of them do you like? I don't know. Surely they have some sort of discourse. I think they have far more say than like in NBA. Um, I, I I reckon I reckon coaches on a tactical level are like we want these players, but it comes down to the owners to be like, well, we want money, so we'll try and make that happen. If not, we're going to make more of a business deal, and this player just do what you can with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to ask someone. We'll get a manager on one day. I've I, I've been reading actually the Stephen Gerrard autobiography, and he talks about um, like some of the owners that Liverpool. Oh, I didn't know through. you could read. To be fair, <laughs> um, he talks about yeah some of the owners that Liverpool have had, and yeah, it's, uh, some of them have seemed like they've more of dictators. To be honest, and. Rafa, Rafa Benitez actually had a falling out with him because he didn't get the players that he wanted and things yeah. like that. So I think it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, and just, I suppose different to Liverpool, they're notorious for that. They don't really put up big money. They're very specific with who they want and how much they'll pay. Yeah, well, their new owners, the Fen the Fenway Group that own the Boston um, Red Sox, yeah. is. is they run that that similar sort of style. Like, I don't know if you've seen Moneyball. Yeah, yep. Where it's all based on like math and stats Save and stuff. Save it for what so. did you watch, mate? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, they they yeah they they're very shrewd on who they buy and things like that. But it's worked for us, so yeah. I mean, it's better like than getting point. fleeced like United every time we fucking go to a negotiation. <laughs> they up their price by ten, twenty mil. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, nah, good on you. It's a good club, man. You. Quality, man, quality. That was a good result for us, though, too, all against Spurs. We looked on the 
on the front foot a lot more in this game. But yeah, I think a draw was probably a, a reasonable result because Tottenham started to get in it and dictate possession a little bit more as the game went on. But solid point for, for us, I think, that which shows the state of where we're at as a club. Yep. Play that sting. all right what oh what did you watch so we um last week you made a you made a suggestion that we start watching the same movie to discuss on the pod and uh we experiment with that today and we'll see how it goes huh yeah well uh yeah what what did we watch tell them we watched not together separately but Correct. We found time to watch the same movie. I actually watched this movie a couple of weeks ago, but um, <laughs> I thought it'd be a good one for a discussion point and yep. a, and a movie that's been uh, on on all around social media, and that's um, Saltburn. Yes, it as it was, I did see a lot about it on social media, um, and I want you to give us your review, mate. But I I've got to stop watch out this week. I don't want any silliness from you. <laughs> I heard a few people say they fell asleep last week and they (laughs) woke back up and you were still chatting about poor thing. Uh, I don't apologise. In fact, I kind of want to talk about poor thing again. (laughs) Nah, um, Saltburn, uh, my view on it, I think it is a movie everyone should watch um, just for the fact that it, has just got some really absurd and interesting scenes and I think it's a a movie that has uh yeah really pushes the boundaries and I think for that aspect you have to watch it um it's got some great actors in it I love Barry Keegan he's he's brilliant in it and the character he plays he plays those really creepy characters well is this his Um, first big role I saw him in Top Boy but that was the first thing I'd seen him in um, I think it's his like first main role. Uh, well, I don't know. He was in ki- uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, where, was he? Yeah. yeah, he was the boy in that. Um, and that was oh. quite a main role. He was in um, Banshees of Insharon. He That wasn't a main oh, role, but that yeah. was quite a big movie. Um, he... Uh, what else is he in? Um, He's an interesting looking fella, isn't he? Very, 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 very. I, I really, I think he's, yeah, I think he's quite attractive actually. Very, very interesting look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, he, it's definitely like a big, big role for him in that he's, yeah, he's the main star. And I think he, um, yeah, is, is really, really creepy and, and good in it. That's it. Time's ticking, mate. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. You you actually asked the question to spur me on to talk more. I was done before that. The thing I felt watching it, and like you said, there was a lot on social media about it and a lot of just narrative around the movie, um, which I always find hard to, to watch a movie when you've seen a few things like that because it's sort of, you go into it with a preconceived idea of what what to expect or yeah. whether it's good or not. Um I thought some of it, there was shock factor for no real reason within the movie. Like, I thought they did some controversial things just to do them. Um, yeah. 
And I no, don't know absolutely. if that's that's just what cinema's coming to because lots of ideas have been done and done and over again and there's going to be more shock factor as, as movies progress. But I didn't mind it. I thought it was interesting, um, interesting story. But yeah, some of the... I liked that it was shot in, is it four four to three ratio? Like that it had that, uh, as if you're watching an old thing or, or looking yeah. in when you shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which like was that cool. Voyeur, that voyeurism type look. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. I liked the soundtrack, very nostalgic for, for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you'd have probably been about 21 when, <laughs> 2006. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of old tunes that you and I both like. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they talked about the the summer being really hot, which it was in two thousand six. So it's kind of did capture that timepiece uh, in oh, England. That's an interesting little comment. I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why I wanted to review these. So the fine just, details, eh? That's it. I can add to the fine details, but I would watch it again. I think it is interesting. One hundred thirty-two minutes in length on the longer side for me yeah quite long but it didn't drag i didn't think it dragged on yeah i yeah i i probably i'd watch it again with someone who hasn't watched it just yep. to see how they'd respond but mm. i probably wouldn't it's not a movie i'm dying to watch again no i, I, no. I think the narrative was a little underwhelming yeah i love I th- love the end scening end scening end scene yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a cool scene. It's a very good ending. And the song as well, yeah. I won't give it away, but yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I, I I'm yeah, again, I was more the appealing factor for me was was the characters. I thought the characters were all very interesting and and were good. They were great, played by great actors as well. Um that's what I liked about it the most. And it was had that eeriness and yeah. yeah. Was but as was a, Margot as a Robbie an executive producer? Did I see? Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, right. I kept expecting her to pop up in the movie. Um, but, yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. But, um, what, yeah. What would you give out of 10, mate? Overall, I'd probably give it a 7. 7? Yeah, I was thinking like a 7.2 yeah. or something. Um, but, yeah, I'd solid. give Barry, Barry, Barry Keegan a 9.8. I thought he was fucking brilliant. Yeah, he does, does well. I was thinking we should try and come up with a few like rating systems for this segment. Hey, keep coming up with these suggestions, mate. We'll, we'll yeah. give it a crack next watch, week. Watch this space. Maybe we'll, we'll start being able to rank consistently on a few different details. Rotten capsicums or something. We'll yeah, we'll it. go with that. Because I know you like chatting about movies, so yeah. speed you up a bit. <laughs> so we'll, we'll play this back and we'll see who spoke longer, to be fair. Oh, yeah, go on, mate. I'm You're just. Fine. It was hot in 2006. <laughs> I'm just entertaining you. I'm your muse. <laughs> Oh god! Great All band. right, yeah, we'll do that again though next week. It was nice to talk about the same movie. Well, I'm thinking possibly Boy Swallowed Universe. You, you seen that one on Netflix, mate? Mate, I'm way ahead of you. I'm on the last episode already. Is it a, a TV show? Yeah, it's a TV show. Oh, I thought it was a fucking movie. Based on a book written by Trent Dalton, and I've read some of his books before. And here uh, he goes. He started out. There we go. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk about it next week. (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, what we got left, mate? What we got left? We are cruising into Song of the Week. 
Ooh, good one. Yeah. Do I have a banger for everyone this week? Do you? Tell us. I, I do. And some might say nepotism is involved here. Oh, yeah. Because it is my lovely, beautiful, stunning younger brother's band. They're called State Library. Oh, good name. Uh, Strong and name. And they're, they're, um, they're a freshman debut. Freshman debut. Is that, is that what you call the single? I would just say debut, personally. Fresh, because they call like sophomore albums. Yeah, like for like the second, second album. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, their first song, first, first release. release. Yeah. It's it was it's called "Long Walks, Not Along the Beach," and profound. I, yeah, I actually really like it. I think it's a it's a very good song, and I'm not saying that because it's my brother. I I I dig it. It's got like a cool little Strokes vibe to it. It's got some really cool melodies and it's, it gets stuck in your head. So we're going to add it to the list and let us know what you think about it. Get around them, State Library. Uh, I, and it's funny because obviously listeners can't see you, but I can because you're on camera in front of me. I can see Nick stood behind you with a gun in his hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is nice to hear you say something positive about your brother, mate. I feel like you've turned a, turned a corner with that. That's good. I, I always talk. I speak highly of everyone, especially my brother. Yes, it's nice that you've accepted that he's probably the cooler, better-looking, more talented Caruso. Yeah, I'll, look, we'll give him that. But does he have? <laughs> does he have a podcast? No. But no, very, very good song. I, I also am a fan of that one. So shout out State Library and Nick. Um, and my song of the week is a band. Now it's spelled L A V E D A. Would you say La Vida or La Veda? I don't know. I've never heard of the band. So thank you. Tell you. Cheers, mate fucking just talk about movies for three hours but can't have an input when you needed to um and the song is bb which i'm guessing might be pronounced baby or bebe bebe which is drink in spanish um Hello, bebe. but Levada, which bb is the track is a, a good one and i will enjoy listening to it on our playlist are we are we local or we... I, I don't know much about the band honestly um I tried to look it up before. Looks like two people, two piece possibly. Cool. Ah, it's good to see you care about art and all the factors involved when you're listening to a song. Thanks, mate. I just didn't want to take the limelight off Nick and his his state library of a band. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, song and band of the week, just state library. <laughs> no, La Vida BB <laughs> is a great track and I reckon they're American, that would be my guess. Alright, cool. We'll we'll fact check that. <laughs> um Nice one. Alright, well yeah, get stuck in. Someone asked me today where they can find the song of the week list. Um I think we've mentioned it before, so uh we'll mention it again so there's no confusion, but it's in our link tree in the bio of our Instagram and yep. Yeah, you'll find it there. There's quite a collection happening now. And there's so. a link on our like highlights thing on Instagram as well. If you yeah, look yeah. at the song of the week highlight package, whatever yeah. it is. There you go. Cool. All right, let's roll into our last segment. It's ours and your favourite. Isaac Rankings. Rankin! It's Rankin time! 
Oh, is it a good one this week, mate? Big one this week. We haven't... There's not been a lot to talk about AFL-wise. It's the off-season, as everyone knows. But we thought we'd implement a uh, AFL topic in the in the Isaac rankings this week. Yep. Um, and that topic is, Alex? AFL kits. Or Guernseys, as we call them in Australia. Yes. What else are they called? Is that what they call Guernseys? G- Guernseys, yep. A uh, jumper yeah. as well. People say jumper, which makes no sense because that's like a hoodie. Yeah, now nah, we call them Guernseys. Guernseys, cool. That's also a, an island just off of England. Yes, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, kick us off with your number five. Why? Well, so we, yeah, we're doing top five. Yeah, all right. And cool. we're we're doing we're not doing um, Indigenous round or Anzac round or anything like that. It like can not be, specials. No, because they're too hard and they're all pretty sick. They're quite. Hard and we're to doing make current. Hey, like we can't go. Oh, fucking like you know, Port two thousand and four or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you could do an honourable mention for that, but, oh, but we'll oh, keep well. it current. Okay. All right. Um, number five for me is the Crows. Gather around Guernsey. Are we allowed to do that one? Because it's it's like our Clash Guernsey, but yeah. it's like a stealth colour. Stealth colour. It's like that grey sort of charcoaly colour, but it's Ooh. got the the crow in it with a yellow outline. It's fucking sick. Oh, I think I do know the one. Yeah. It's it was technically our Gather around um, Guernsey, but we we wore it quite a bit as like a Clash Guernsey. Yeah, right. As long as it was worn more than once, mate, that's all that matters. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought crows might feature on your list, mate, because you are a biased old boy, aren't you? Had to. No, I genuinely do like it, though. Um, I would go number five, North Melbourne. Wouldn't they you know, love to finish there on the ladder, mate? Wouldn't they like to fight, find themselves in a top five somewhere, huh? Yeah, well, they've made mine. I don't mind it, the old blue and white stripes yeah it's up there for it's me simple gets me going a bit i don't mind there like they've got one where there's a kangaroo on it yeah Same i used thing. to like i used to like their old kit when they um had oh, like... we said we're not talking about old kids <laughs> yeah all right we'll, Same we'll for your anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they had like uh like a blue v with like the kangaroo and then the stripes in it and that used to be pretty cool but anyway simon says save it for your honorable mentions mate Oh, man. Number four. For me? Yeah. No, for me, clearly. Yeah, go on. Because you just said, yeah. Uh, my number four is, um, I guess, following from the Crows one, but I think this team do it a bit better, better, and I reckon you agree. It's the giant stealth Guernsey, which they wear quite a bit. Yeah, Giants is, is always good. I bleed orange and charcoal. So um, I can get around anything Giants related. Member, it is fucking for cool. for next year as well, just quietly. It is. <laughs> oh, nice. Well done. Um, yeah, it's fucking cool though, eh? That contrast of like the charcoal and then having that orange pop out is really... So really which sick. one are you going? Like obviously Giants, but which one? The the stealth kit. Like the, the charcoal one. The charcoal and the With logos, the like that orange, orange. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I should, like that. should have been higher, mate. Unreal. <laughs> they do some great social media content, the Giants, and that is, they do some good reveals of that kit, we'll say. 
nice, also man. controversial. My number four. Yeah, let's hear it. Poor Adelaide, the prison bars shit. <laughs> which <laughs> very controversial. Eddie Maguire, stop listening now. Um, turn your radio off because we're not on the radio. We're a podcast. Um, but I like it. It's it's clean. It's got a nice, cool look to it. I think they should be allowed to wear it more often. But I guess it does make sense they're not allowed to. I just like some about I reckon, it. I reckon it's criminal. Oh, so you get it? Ah. <laughs> I just I just fucking hate the carry on about it. Yeah, like, I do hate that. Like, just you're not allowed to wear it, but it does look cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, Eddie. Um, Number three, I'm going to go, and I've always liked this team's Guernseys, and it's basically because it implements my favourite colour, and that is purple for the old Frio Dockers. Heave all way to go. Yeah. Frio. Yeah. Yeah. Just a nice, nice looking kit. Purple um, with those like white lines coming out of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree. Um, honorable mention for them, really. The uh, the retro one with the red and green. Unbelievable, and like the the white anchor. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that kit. Solid. Uh, and I'm gonna go number three, Carlton. Oof. It's a strong navy blue and white basic. I'm a basic boy. Um, and I do like that. It looks clean cut. Very cool. Just like a long oh, sleeve, elite. Oh, look, I'm not going to talk about it now because it might feature in my top five. Yeah, yeah, fair. So, um, yeah, no, great shout. All right, my number two. Go on. Carlton's Clash kit. The white one. Mate. You like that? So, oh, so sexy. Ooh, see, I'm not, yeah, not with you there. I think it's a oh, bit dweeby, that one. I love it, that all white with the, the navy blue Carlton logo on it, yeah. But it's got like it. a navy blue panel down the sides, which I don't know. I don't Does know it? I'd, maybe I've made that up. I thought it did. I don't think it does. Well, um... um no, I'm just, pretty sure it's all white, man. Just edit that bit out then. Okay. But it's got the, <laughs> anyway, yeah, the that, navy blue sea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the navy blue sea. Yeah. I like that. But it's like, it's not coloured in. It's just like outline is navy blue and the it's white. I need to see a picture. I, I'm not picturing that. I'm picturing yeah. a fair bit of navy blue on there. All right, well, you have a look at it, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. So that, that's Num- your, number your number two. two. That's um, my number two. And I'm going Frio as my number two. Ooh, uh, you mentioned, right I just love it. I love the purple, purple and white. It's kind of similar to Carlton. Um, obviously, Carlton, the dark blue, but you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the purple. So it's and not, the it's not similar at all. Um, but yeah, the, the two V's, the white V's um, on the top of their chest. Three of them, mate. Three, of them. three V's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we only have two in Victoria. Um but yeah, I love it. I love purple on a kit, and that's a very nice kit, as you mentioned. It should have been higher on your list, mate. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. Nice stuff, man. I agree. 
Yeah. All right. Number one, or first honorable mention, potentially controversial, considering I'm a Crows fan. Yep. But I really like the Port Adelaide kit. Port Adelaide. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm going to speak really quietly about it. But um, yeah, I just really like the, the V with like the white and the till and then like the black underneath it. I think it looks really good. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, don't, um, don't say it too loudly. Yeah, just it's my honourable mention. Just wanted to put that in there. Um, all right, but my number one... Um, very, very um, easy decision for me is, and you've already mentioned it, mate, it's just the Carlton standard kit. There is something mm. so sexy about that kit and I don't know what it is because it's just so simple, but it's just so sleek and nice and, yeah, I don't know. I love it. And, yeah, the long it sleeves nice. with it. Yeah. Oh. No, it is nice. I do prefer I prefer the crows kit which you mentioned I prefer that with the long sleeves too because it just gets more of that same sort of navy blue vibe in there um which Cohen mm. does very well. Mm-hmm. It's a nice kit. It could be anywhere in my top 3 but it was third. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, that's me. What's what's number 1 for you, mate? And my number 1 uh you you obviously have mentioned it earlier and I'm pretty disappointed at where you had it but the Giants charcoal orange G outlined is hands down the best kit in the league. Yeah, look, not the best, but it's it's solid. It's I, yeah. unbelievable. Um, I like it a lot. Maybe I'm biased. I'm obviously a, a big old giant myself. Um, no, no, I've heard many people comment on that Guernsey. It, it is nice. I, I'll give it to you. It is a good looking Guernsey. It is good. I wish that was like our main kit. I wish we could wear that every week. Yeah. Why is no one like charcoal coloured in the AFL? We just look cool. Like we're yeah. a cool looking team. I uh, just imagine fucking Cogsy strutting around in that. Yeah. Who looks the best in that? Toby looks Toby Toby's looks pretty tough. good in it. Toby's a bit dweeby looking though. You know? Yeah, but he's just a no. Gun. You tell you who looks best in it, Callum Brown. Yeah, Callum Brown. Fucking maybe maybe we but should rank just... players, AFL players' looks. Oh, I like could be a future that... rankings. Yeah, I just think it's a little controversial and a bit shallow, isn't it? Oh, I think we can appreciate a good-looking man, can't we? Oh, I definitely can. I just don't think that. As a society, we should care about physical appearance. So I'm going to venture away from that, mate, but you can go ahead if you want in your spare time. Okay. It's not, I don't want to promote that. I don't want, I don't want to be a public domain that promotes, um, you know, physical appearance because it, you know, you can't control what you got and everyone's beautiful to me. Yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking so much putting people down for their looks, more just appreciating those who were blessed with good genes. And probably look good in jeans. <laughs> Callum Brown would look good in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, join us next week for our shallow takes. <laughs> you know who looks good in a Guernsey? You, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. I look yeah. better with it off, yeah, yeah, we'll keep that off. <laughs> we won't get too into that. 
All right, thanks, guys, for joining us for episode 11 and episode 12. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Episode 13, we'll turn that unlucky number into your favourite number. See ya. Bye.